Welcome to our Hackle podcast, episode 31 in the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic concept of Mashiach and delve into it a little bit further. Today's shir is dedicated to the Nishmas Yeshua Yisrael Mechol ben Zev We will discuss today the story of the mysterious birth of Mashiach, which the Medrash explains was born on Tishabov, a very fascinating story, and there's a number of understandings, interpretations of the story, and the application that this story has to us in our day-to-day life, particularly with Tishabov. There's a Medrash in Eicha Rabbah, Parsha Aleph, Simenon Aleph, it's also mentioned in Yerushalmi and other places, where the Medrash is discussing the name of Mashiach, and the Medrash says a story about Mashiach, that there was a Jew who was plowing his field with his ox on the day that the Beis HaMidrash was destroyed on Tishabov, and his ox makes some sound, and an Arab passes by, and he tells the Jew, who are you? He says, I'm a Jew. He says, take apart, disassemble the yoke and the plow from the ox, because your base Amitish was just destroyed. This is what the ox's sound means. So, uh, okay, base Amitish was destroyed. I guess he was trying to say it's not a time to work, it's a time to mourn. As they were talking, the ox made another sound. So then he tells him, listen, get back to work, assemble the plow, assemble the yoke back onto the cow. It's time to to, to get back to work because the uh, Mashiach was born. So he asked him, what's his name? He said, his name is Menachem. What's his father's name? He said, Chizkiah. Where does he live? In the capital of the Arabs, in Beis Lechem Yehuda. Okay, so the guy decided he wants to meet Mashiach. So he sold his axe. He sold his plow. He started making, selling diapers. Some people interpreted toys for his kids. And he's going from city to city, from region to region, until he came to the city, Beis Lechem Yehuda, where Mashiach was born. And all the mothers came to buy stuff for their kids. Besides the mother of Mashiach, she didn't come. He says, why don't you come buy stuff for your child? He said he has a bad omen. He was born the day the base Amitish was destroyed. So she, like, I guess didn't, you know, celebrate, you know, too much with him. Or, you know, she had felt a certain um, unhappiness with him and didn't want to buy him toys, whatever it was. So she, he told her, we trust in Hashem that the same way he was born when the base Amitish was destroyed, he will be the one, you know, in his merit, the base Amitish will be rebuilt. So he says, here, take these uh, toys, these diapers, whatever it was for your child, I'll come back at another point and then you'll pay me back. Okay, so she took them and, and he left. As a while later, after some time passed, the guy says, okay, let me see how this baby, this Mashiach is doing. He comes there and he sees, uh, he goes to his mother, he says, how's your child doing? He says, didn't they tell you he was born in a bad omen? He says, uh, from that time, that after you came, said some winds and spirits came and took him away. So he said, I already told you that, you know, he was born when the base Amidish was destroyed, but in his merit, the base Amidish will be rebuilt. This is a story that's mentioned with slightly various different versions and different uh, midrashim. And it was discussed extensively throughout the generations. What is the meaning of this medrash? You know, should it be taken literally or not literally? What is the lesson? What is the implication? So first of all, let's start with a few basic points. There is, just to understand the meaning of the medrash and uh, what's going on over here. The Beis HaMikdash is destroyed. All the Jewish people are uh, in pain and agony. They're suffering. The Beis HaMikdash is destroyed. They're all going into exile. And all of a sudden, we're told that Mashiach was born. Sounds a little bit uh, counterintuitive 
to all the suffering and everything that's going on to say that Mashiach was born then. So before we get to describing what exactly if, if the meaning of the Medrash is taken, literally, not literally, but one of the um, very important points that are highlighted from the story is that the redemption, the Geula, the coming of Mashiach, is not a separate second stage. First there's exile and then there's redemption. The purpose of the exile is for the redemption. Therefore, right after the Beis Hamidish was destroyed, Mashiach was born, because the purpose of the exile is really to pave the way for the redemption. As Rebbe explains in the Kodesh Sichas Chelik Chavtes, and towards the beginning, the Sicha, page 14, I think it is, Rebbe explains over there how the, um, how the purpose of the destruction of the Beis Hamidish was really a destruction for the purpose of rebuilding. Like a person wants to build a better and greater house, so he destroys the house that he has now, he demolishes it for, to, you know, to uh, redo it better, remodel it better. Similarly, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash inherently was only for the purpose of building a third Beis HaMikdash. So right away, we have the Mashiach is born, the, the, the energy of redemption exists, comes as a continuation, immediate effect from the exile. So this is a concept, we've discussed it in the past as well, that the exile is really inherently, from an inner perspective, not just a punishment or, you know, not just a matter of itself that's isolated from the redemption. It's really, it's really inherently was Hashem's way, was for us, it's obviously a very negative experience. When Mashiach will come, we'll be able to appreciate how inherently was really paving the way for the redemption. So that's why Mashiach is born. Similar ideas, slightly different. Adreb also explained, explained in a number of Svarim, is that there always has to be somebody ready to redeem the Jewish people. So the second the Beis Hamidish is destroyed, right away there's the potential for Mashiach to come. If the Jewish people will do tshuva, if they will be meritorious, they will correct their misdeeds. Mashiach could have come that day has brought on a number of sources that if the Jewish people would have done tshuva, then the exile would have only lasted one day. So therefore, there has to already immediately be the potential for Mashiach to be born, because if the Jewish people will do tshuva, Mashiach has to be ready to come right away. Furthermore, not only if they do tshuva, then Mashiach has to be ready. It's logical to assume that the most appropriate time for tshuva to be done, in other words, the thing that the, the, the actual destruction of the exile of the Beis Hamidish, it's, of the Beis Hamidish itself, was the biggest trigger that aroused the Jewish people to do tshuva. We could imagine the thought of tshuva that must have entered their mind, seeing the Beis Hamidish destroyed. So it's the most appropriate time to do tshuva was at the day the Beis Hamidish was destroyed. So if there had to be a potential for Mashiach to have come. Mashiach had to be born right away so that if they actualize this potential, Mashiach would be here. Furthermore, if we could take this, this later thought a step further, a number of Svarim actually explain that the fact that Mashiach was born was a result of the tshuva the Jewish people did. When they saw the Beis Hamidish destroyed, there was a thought of tshuva that was, uh, we could imagine, they, they must have really felt remorse for their actions. That thought of tshuva is what caused Mashiach to be born. So why didn't he come and save the Jewish people? So simply you could say because they didn't do a complete tshuva, they uh, was already a decree of exile, which once it already went into effect, requires a very strong tshuva to counteract and bring Mashiach. 
But I, in a certain Sefer, he says a very interesting point. He says, the problem here is the Jewish people didn't believe that at this point their tshuva would be effective. They just see how the most terrible thing they could imagine takes place. The Beis HaMintosh itself was put into flames. Hashem must be so angry with them. So they uh, think, you know, we, they have such feelings of remorse, but what's the point? Hashem is so angry with us. How could we return to Him? And if they would have not made that mistake, if they would have thought, you know, sometimes like a person does a terrible sin, he says, you know, how could I do tshuva at this point? I, I just committed this terrible sin. But no, Debeshit is telling us that Mashiach was born right away. That thought of tshuva produced birth of Mashiach in this world. If you would have really taken that thought of tshuva and really acted upon it, not only Mashiach would have been born, he would have already, he would have actually come and redeemed the Jewish people. So these are some of the reasons why Mashiach was born at that moment. On another level, it's, you know, the, the you know, even if the Jewish people didn't do tshuva, the fact that they were punished with the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash already took away their sin. They're not, you know, the, or they're not considered wicked anymore, as we find in the various halachas, the summary that got his punishment, his, so to say, the sin is, the effect of the sin on the person goes away to some degree. Similarly, the Abishter's anger on the Jewish people was, so to say, when the Abishter destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, Kilach HaMosoy, says that Hashem's anger was completely finished, which has, simply it has a negative connotation, that Hashem like, let out his whole anger, but there's a, a much deeper positive connotation here, that the anger was gone. Hashem destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, so to say, you know, not to, obviously we shouldn't use human terms by Hashem, but he vented the anger. The anger was spent on the destruction of the Beis Hamitash. Now, at that moment, like a father that's, you know, sometimes a father has his child that he's trying to discipline, and sometimes he's a little bit strict, sometimes he's a little bit kind. But, you know, he never got, so to say, he, he, he's upset at the child. He never got it out of the system. If the father does something to the child, it really gives him a strong reprimand, a strong you know, uh, consequence, what he did wrong, and the father, like, so to say, got it out of his system, at that moment, there's a great love that's awakened for the child, because the anger is now gone, and the father starts thinking, oh, this is my child, and I love him so much, and look what just happened. The fact that he had to go through such an experience with his son, and now that the anger is gone, not only the anger is gone, it's vented, it's spent, but he's now awakened with a great love for the child to try to bring him back, and to try to you know, expresses love to him in a greater way than ever before. Similarly, right after the Beis Hamidish was destroyed, so to say, the 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 Debishter's anger was already spent, gone. That's when he felt the great love for the Jewish people, which resulted in the birth of the of Mashiach. So these are some of the ideas embedded in the concept that Mashiach was born at the second at at the at the point of destruction. Now the question, which is discussed in a number of commentaries is, is this story to be understood on a literal level or on a metaphoric level? So as usual in everything in the Yiddishkeit, there's always multiple levels, layers of pshat. It is important to highlight that many commentaries do understand this literally. This also is significant because it has an effect on halacha In other words, certain actual things that we do as a result of the fact of this medrash that t- teaches us that Mashiach was born when the Beis HaMedrash was destroyed. That is one of the reasons why we say Nachem on Tisha B'Av by Mincha. By Tisha B'Av by Mincha, our custom is that we say, 
Nachem, a certain prayer in the uh, in, in the blessing of a certain blessing in the prayer in the Shemaynesim, Rishlaim Ircha. And Nachem means to comfort. Many certain things after midday are a little bit easier on Tishabov. One of the reasons why we mentioned then the idea of comfort and certain things are a little bit less intense and in the severity of the laws of mourning on Tishabov after midday is because we know the Beis Amitish was lit on fire towards evening and that's when Mashiach was born as we see in the story that the second after the um, Beis HaMikdash was destroyed Mashiach was born so Mashiach was born on the afternoon of Tishabav. so that is why we say one of the reasons why we say Nachem is also one of the reasons why we do Kiddush Levana right after Tishabav. the custom is because Kiddush Levana represents the rebirth of the Jewish people like the moon that renews after it became small and then completely obscured from our vision, and then it returns and comes into a full moon, which represents the rebirth of the Jewish people through the coming of Mashiach, and because of its significance, the day of Tishabov being the day the Mashiach was born. So we do Kiddush Levana right after Tishabov. There's also other things, for example, some communities had a custom that they would set up the house, they would clean up the house to prepare for Mashiach, because he was born on evening of afternoon of Tishabav and this was so to say allowed that the Rabbonim of the Chidah brings us down that uh, I think it's in the Sefer Birkei Yosef and the laws of Tishabav that the, the, the rabbis allowed us in order to strengthen even though technically doing household activities on Tishabav usually there are certain limitations but they allowed this activity of setting up the whole house preparing the whole house in order to help solidify the belief and anticipation of the coming of Mashiach associated with the fact that since Mashiach was born on that day, so it was obviously a day that's not only the birthday of a person, Mazali Goiver, as the Rebbe mentioned many times, the, the Yerushalmi, that his Mazal, his, his, his whatever you want to translate it at, his zodiac sign, his, uh, his spiritual source is strong, but it's also obviously a more appropriate time for him to come since, was, since it's the day he was born. It's also discussed that there were other certain, uh, you know, discussions in halach of certain things that uh, that that are done to commemorate the fact that Mashiach was born on Tishabav and it's a, a day that is appropriate for redemption. For example, one of the reasons why we don't say Tachn on Tishabav, according to some opinions, is to com- is to commemorate the fact that Mashiach will come will be a day of redemption, a day that will be a very very great yamta, which in some way obviously is associated with the fact that uh, Mashiach himself was born on Tishabov. Now, I just, just, uh, just want to highlight one important point. Some people ask a question that I've been mentioned himself, that we know that the Ebesher always brings the cure before the sickness. The Ebesher brings the cure before the sickness. So the question is, how did... Why was Mashiach born after the destruction of the Beis HaMetosh? It should have been built before... I'm sorry, he should have been born before. And uh, the explanation that Rebbe gives is that in truth, first of all, when the baby was born, Antishabai was obviously pregnant before, right? The mother was pregnant with him for nine months before. Which means, which is, this reflects also the fact that even though Mashiach was born after the destruction, but in the intent, in the purpose, Mashiach came before. The whole purpose of destroying the Beis HaMikdosh was in order to build it. So even though the building comes after the destruction, but the purpose of rebuilding comes before the actual destruction. But the reason why in actuality Mashiach was born only after the destruction was, as we mentioned before, 
that it's only once there's the yerida, once there's the actual descent, then we have the aliyah, we have the ascent. So even though in purpose, in, in machshav, in thought, in, in, from the level of perspective, obviously Mashiach precedes the destruction, but the actual energy of Mashiach entering the world, it had to wait at least one second for the destruction to actually take place, so that paves the way for Mashiach to come. Now, did this story actually happen? As I mentioned, a number of commentaries understand this quite literally, and we see that it has expression, actual practice in the saying of Nachim, which according to Darizal is the reason why we say Nachim on the on the afternoon of Tisha B'Av, why we why we um, say Kiddush Levana in the evening of Tisha B'Av. There are other interpretations which say that it doesn't mean that Mashiach was literally born, but that the power for redemption, the birth of Mashiach, could also mean the power of redemption, the energy of redemption was introduced in this world. And one of the arguments that they make, the Rebbe mentioned this once, is that if Mashiach was just born, how could he redeem the Jewish people? If the point of having Mashiach born is that he should be ready to redeem the Jewish people, so if he's just born, he's just a baby, how could he redeem the Jewish people? So it must mean that, doesn't necessarily mean that Mashiach was born at that second, but that the power, the energy to redeem the Jewish people entered into the world right after the destruction. Once there's destruction, then once there's, so to say, there's the Yerida, there's the descent, or the, the previous existence is taken away, then we're ready for the next level, the level of the coming of Mashiach. So the energy of Mashiach was introduced into the world at that point. Um, the Rebbe and other places gave an interesting interpretation for the other opinion that Mashiach was actually born at that point, in the literal sense, which is that since we know that before the Mabel, before the flood, it says that babies, the day they were born, were able to talk, were able to walk, and particularly when Mashiach will come, Mashiach himself will be the level of Yechida, the level of connection to Hashem, which completely surpasses nature. So you can't ask really a question, you know, how could it be that a small baby will, baby will redeem the Jewish people. Mashiach is something which is, transcends intellect, and even we know that the nature will be in the days of Mashiach, that a small baby, the day he's born, will be able to walk and talk. So it's still possible to understand the Medrash on the literal level that Mashiach was born then, and nevertheless, um, it's not a contradiction of the fact that he has the ability to redeem the Jewish people. There's another point over here, and the question also is what happened to this Mashiach. So, right, it says the winds took him away. So some some commentaries explain that to mean, I mean, there's various different interpretations over here. One com- famous interpretation is that he was taken to Ganeid, and there are some people that understand this Medish literally, and they say the Mashiach is still alive in Ganeid, and he's waiting to be redeemed. Other people understand that he was taken away, and he passed away. There's various different interpretations, but one um, one application of this Medrash is that it means that there's two points of it. First of all, the energy of Mashiach definitely comes in the world, it came to the world on Tisha B'Av. It's not only limited to the year that the Beis HaMittish was destroyed, it happens every year. Every year there's the birth of the soul of Mashiach on Tisha B'Av. If Mithra Rebbe writes in Maimari Atmar Mtsoy in Sefer Devarim, he explains that spiritually there's the energy of Mashiach comes into the world every year on Tisha B'Av. And the Rebbe said, that uh, every year it's really done on a greater level than ever before, because right, every year we're going one year, another year, we're always going higher and higher. So the energy of Mashiach that comes in the world on Tisha B'Av is greater than it was ever before in the previous years. So the um, idea of Mashiach being born on Tisha B'Av is, is a continuous 
aspect, the continuous phenomena. It's the energy of Mashiach, the energy of rebuilding, of rebirth, of motivating ourselves to do more to bring Mashiach is revealed on Tisha B'Av. Additionally, many people understand that this idea of Mashiach being born on Tisha B'Av, I mean, I mean, like I mentioned, there are different opinions whether this happened literally, didn't happen literally, what was the end story with this Menachem and Chizkit that was born, as he's still alive in Aden, that he passed away. But either way, there's, there's a, uh, one application and understanding of this idea of the story is that it means that Mashiach and every generation, there's the Mashiach that's born in that generation. So in, right after the destruction, then you had Menachem was born. But then in every generation, there's the Mashiach of that generation that is constantly there and present and uh, guiding the Jewish people, preparing them for Mashiach and the potential Mashiach of that generation. Finish off with one thought, going back to the details of the story in the Medrash, um, with uh, the person who was selling diapers and so on and so forth. In the back of his sefer, he dedicates uh, you know a whole section, chapter dealing with this particular Medrash and interprets it in various different ways. But just and he gives many the Muslim, many he, he prefers, even though he does give room to interpret it literally, he prefers to interpret it allegorically, metaphorically. One thing he he points out about this guy going from city to city selling diapers and toys is he explains how the Eden are going into Galos from city to city, and basically he said this person was going to the mother of Mashiach, which represents like the Jewish people, the one that Mashiach is supposed to come to. And he asked them if they want toys, they want diapers, which means you want to do mitzvahs, good deeds to prepare yourselves for Mashiach. And they say, oh, you know, the Beis HaMittish was destroyed, you know, like just like the mother said, you know, he was born on the, the day of destruction of the Beis HaMittish. So what's the point of buying, doing good deeds? You know, it, it's, it's gone. The Beis HaMittish is destroyed. So he says, no, he says, no, you have to do good deeds. You have to buy toys. You have to buy things. You have to prepare things for Mashiach. Because we're sure, we're certain in Hashem that Mashiach is going to come. And he tells her, even if you can't pay for it, you're saying you don't have the ability to pay for it, to really invest your energy, do what you could. Do your one action, do your one mitzvah, try to do what you could to help bring Mashiach. And then he comes back and uh, they say the winds took him away and he explains that winds took him away represents the negative forces that are trying to obscure the coming of Mashiach. There are those forces in the world that, you know, they're trying to fight the coming of Mashiach, and the Jew has should not give up. And he, even if the coming of Mashiach is prolonged, and it seems like winds took him away, he shouldn't say, "Oh, the base Hamidrash was destroyed. What's the point of continuing God? No, he has to be hopeful and know, be sure that Mashiach was born. The energy of Mashiach is in this world. What we do does matter, and Hashem should help that this Tishbev should be a great Yamtov. We should merit to see not only the birth of Mashiach, but his full activities." His full-fledged shleimus of his uh, doing everything in full culmination, the coming of Mashiach and the complete redemption speedily in our days. Amen. Plastic Take is produced by Todalt's Podcast Productions, producers of the Daily Boost, the Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.